There are new books in the Everyday Novelist series coming out this year, so be sure to visit everydaynovelist.com support to join up and get your free copies of these new books as they're coming out, as well as other goodies that we've got up our sleeves. Welcome to the Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, and what the hell, we're still here after all these years, talking creativity, business, art, discipline, and just about everything else we can think to cram into the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 1101. Today we hear from Tim, who asks... What are your opinions on pacing in an action-adventure novel? What are your opinions on pacing in an action-adventure novel? How much action is actually necessary? It really depends on what you mean by action. If you mean fisticuffs and violence, very, very little. If you mean things like chases and escapes, eh, you may want some of those. The trick to an action and adventure novel is much less the action part than the adventure part. What you want is characters who are under constant credible threat that is serious but is not played too seriously. I.e., you know, the main character's wife may have been taken hostage and is in great dire trouble, and he's trying to go uh, rescue her. And there's uh, all these obstacles in the way, and every tick of the clock brings her imminent demise closer and closer to the end. But the actual process of doing it, there's something fun about it. It's a little bit lighthearted. Classics of action-adventure from all the way back, you find them all through westerns, through King Solomon's Mines, basically all of Clive Cussler. Um, the, the point with action-adventure... The, the point of action-adventure, I said, is the adventure. It's that sense of fun in danger. The sense of the voluntary entering into danger for profit, for gain, or for fun and glory. You want to think for pacing something com- compare to um, Indiana Jones or Romancing the Stone? Romancing the Stone would be a really good paradigm. Uh, the film Romancing the Stone by Robert Zemeckis in 1982 or 1983, he made that, is almost a perfect action-adventure pacing. The Indiana Jones pacing is actually a little bit too intense. It's not that it doesn't work. It's just that at that point, the pacing is so relentless that you're bridging into thriller territory. So um, you want, if you want to maintain action-adventure, you don't want to go all the way to thriller land, which is what you'd see with Jack Reacher, where you basically have no let-up except for the obligatory sex scene and wound-dressing scenes. Other great action-adventure films and stories, though I Jurassic Park was a horror novel, frankly. Great novel, horror novel, not exactly action-adventure, but the film was an action-adventure film. Congo, also a Crichton. On the page was a thriller, on the screen was an action-adventure film. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's The Lost World is almost a perfect paradigm of the genre. It's a little outdated. I mean, it was beginning of the 20th century. So it was a little slower paced than audiences today tend to like them, but audiences still read this book. And watch movies based on it. There seems to be a new one every ten years. The discovery, the danger. The trick to an action-adventure story is the stakes. The stakes always have to be high, and the complications always have to be 
a little bit daunting, but the thrill and the joy must always be there. The tone can't get too dark unless you can go through dark passages, but there has to be a great release, triumph at the end. Triumph is the end point of action-adventure, not survival, not, oh my god, thank fuck we made that out alive, not tragedy, not even romantic payoff, but triumph. Oh, we kicked ass. That's why people read action-adventure. That's why it's a man's genre more than a woman's genre. Because the emotional payoff is the payoff of overcoming, not the payoff of connection with other people. You can also have the connection with other people, but if you don't have the payoff of overcoming, the payoff of triumph, you haven't hit the action-adventure sweet spot. I'm not sure this is relevant to pacing, but it occurs to me that these stakes tend to be related to a goal. Mm, that's true. An achievement or treasure-seeking or, or whatever, and there is some stakes provided by outside forces, mm -hmm. but the majority are about achieving that goal and not in overcoming the adversaries. Yeah, and the mummy isn't the the Brendan Fraser mummy version of the mummy was also mm. a great example of the action adventure genre in film. Again, if you look at that film, the stakes are always ramping up through the whole story, but there's long stretches where it's relatively slow or where it feels not slow but patient. It's never boring. There's always interesting stuff going on. But the final act of the film where everything's going at a breakneck pace works well because for the rest of the film things weren't going at a breakneck pace. Things build. Mm -hmm. The adventure builds to a point. Modern thrillers have this problem where the pacing is so relentless that it turns flat. And when you're thinking of action, you're likely to think of those high adrenaline moments. Now you need those, but you don't want to overdo them or you're going to over-egg the pudding. And part of the problem with writing at that relentless pace is maintaining the interest because if you don't have the downtimes, not just where the character is recovering, but where the plot continues to move, but nobody has guns out, that's where your story is really made. Because without that, you don't have the kind of rhythm that gives you the roller coaster thrill ride. Any great roller coaster is not made in the drop. It's made in the build-up to the subsequent drops. It's the anticipation of going up that long climb. It's the surprise of the track twisting left in front of you, right as you've gotten used to it having sort of a bit of a lull. That's how you do pacing. You, you want the pace to vary so that the audience feels like they're on a roller coaster or on a topsy-turvy ocean. You want them to be able to catch their breath so that they can hold it the next time you pull the rug out from under them. You need the characters to sit at the campfire talking about what they're going to do next. You need those moments in an action adventure. Yep. So that's what we got. Thank you very much for the question and we'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty Nakian and is distributed by Artistic Whispers Productions, Incorporated. The text and production are copyright 2024, J. Daniel Sawyer. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License, and all other rights are reserved to the author. J. 
Join the conversation. Submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat. Or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.